Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. You know, we recently had Rabbi Jonathan Kahn on our program and the mysteries were so deep and so multitudinous that we just had to have him back to explain. What is The Harbinger 2? Well, it's a best-selling book. It's number four on Amazon and New York Times, number two on USA Today. Worldwide, it's the number two book in America. I bet it reaches number one. Here is Rabbi Jonathan Kahn to explain The Harbinger 2. Uh, first of all, Pastor, uh, tell us where is your church and what's the name of your ministry up there? Yeah, it's called uh, the Jerusalem Center, Beth Israel, or Beth Israel the Congregation. The place is the Jerusalem Center. Actually, it looks like Jerusalem when you're inside. It's about 20 minutes from New York City. It's in Wayne, New Jersey. Um, on Friday nights, Sunday mornings, uh, of course, we're online now, right now. But Jew and Gentile, people, it's the United Nations of people all together in the Lord. I love it. Now, we also recently had, uh, you promoted The Return, which was a day of national repentance in Washington, D.C. But today we wanna to talk about your new bestseller book, the, the Harbinger 2. This is a sequel to The Harbinger 1, and now The Harbinger 2 is everywhere that you can find books, and it's blowing up the bestseller list. Uh, hold up the book and then describe, if you would, the table of contents. How is it structured? Yeah. Yeah, this is the this is the Harbinger two. Okay, um, it says Harbinger two in the the subline the return. Um, yeah, it's in three parts, and the three parts are one is the mysteries is once called the unrevealed, and that's the these are the parts that I could not reveal when I did the Harbinger, but there was so much, and from then that's affecting us now. Um, the second part, and that by the way has things like the gate, the mystery of the tower, the wall, uh, the scripture that led into 9/11, the alarm that sounded in New York City before 9/11 took place. The birds of prey. Uh, the second part is the. It's called the manifestations, and that is what has come since the book came out. Um, and one of them is called the Babylonian word, uh, the ninth of Tammuz, the image, the withered, or the or the judgment tree, the handwriting on the wall, um, and uh, the other one. And then and there's much more. Then the last part is called the coming, and that is what is happening now that we touched upon. Which is uh, which, and then some of the mysteries are the shakings, the plague, the return, the winds of April, the Western Terrace, the island, the Lamb, the Day of the Watchman. Um, so it's 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 what has been, what I did not reveal, what has happened since the Harbinger, and what is happening right now, and where we are heading. And where we are headed. This is a book with prophetic significance about the future. As we said in a previous program, uh, the Harbinger actually predicted some of the events that are happening now in 2020. And if you read that prayer out of Second Chronicles, you talked about the verse before, if my people talks about a plague, it talks about a famine, and it talks about, uh, uh, what's the third thing? Uh, plague, famine, and locusts. Locusts. Yeah, the grasshoppers that eat all, that's actually happening globally. And all that preceded the repentance of verse 14. Yeah. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. I think I got all the elements of that scripture. Yeah. But that was the focus yeah. of this big rally we just had in Washington DC. The return was a day of national repentance. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, this is, you know, the, the a Harbinger 2 is a trumpet call calling for return. It's the warning, you know, we are told, uh, we're told that, you know, in ancient times,
times, the, the, the sound of the warning was the call of the watchman, the shofar. When you heard that, you knew an attack was coming on the land. Now, let me, let me throw in this mystery. This is one of the unrevealed things that I could never share before, um, that on the day of 9-11, all over the Northeast, the ancient alarm of God begins to sound before anything happens. I mean, that morning when the terrorists are getting ready, it starts sounding and it starts, the shofar starts sounding first in Maine, and that's where the terrorists begin. Then it starts Then it starts sounding in Boston as the terrorists are coming to Boston. <clears throat> then the alarm starts sounding in New York City as the planes start coming to New York City. Then they start sounding in Washington, D.C. as they go there. So everything, because it was appointed from ancient times to sound on that day at that time. And the, the time of the, it would sound until just about 10.30. That's the appointed time of the show part, 10.30. The last event of 9-11 was the fall of the North Tower, which happened just about 10:29, and then the trumpets stopped sounding. It was all there before it even happened. And there was a prophetic picture taken that day. I saw you talk about this on the 700 Club of somebody in New York City sounding the shofar, and there the shofar was up against the Twin Towers, and the yes. top the top of the shofar is exactly eye level with where the planes hit into the Twin Towers. And, and somebody pr predicting this could not have overlaid these two pictures and said anything more significant. So what is a shofar and why does it have some kind of tr prophetic oh, yeah. meaning? Oh yeah, and we are in that time period, like, you know, during this time. Yeah, this is, the shofar is the sound, first of all, it represents God's power, it represents warning, uh, represents a, a, an army coming, but it's the, it's the sign of the watchman. That's why it's in Revelation about the coming and get ready. It's a sound of alarm. You know, they didn't have early warning system, they had the shofar, the watchman and the shofar. And so when you heard the sound of the shofar, you knew it was coming. So all over on 9-11, it was happening before it happened. But yeah, you referred to something, and that is, you know, uh, Dr. Chaps, this is the only book that I've ever written, The Harbinger 2, that I actually put an image in it. And that's the image you're talking about. What happened is the person, it was me, you know, who went down, we went down to the Statue of Liberty. This is two years before 9-11. And there are believers from all around the nation who had come there because of a knowing that there was going to be an attack coming on America and New York City of terror. And they were there specifically to pray for that. So we're all there at the gate, and that Statue of Liberty is the gate of the nation. That's where the watcher would stand on the gate. And I was led to sound the shofar. So I sound the shofar. Someone takes a picture, as you said, in the Bible, there are prophetic images, you know, given beforehand. Well, they take the picture, and as you said, it marks the, the North Tower, the exact spot where the attack would begin. But not only that, I all, then I lift up my hands and we're praying, I'm praying a blessing, a Hebrew blessing. At that moment, a plane comes, someone takes a video, and it's the exact, the exact image that's gonna appear on 9-11, heading, descending toward the North Tower. I mean, right through. And, the, and it turns out, Dr. Chaps, that the day that that all happened, it was two years before 9-11, was September 11, to the date. September 11 happened. was the shadow. And it, will, and it was the Feast of Trumpets, which is the warning that something's coming. I'm getting goosebumps on my hand. I just want people to see this. Rabbi Khan, you said the first section is about the mysteries. The second section is about the manifestations. What does that word mean? And how are these things coming true? Yeah, the, 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 the template of the harbinger means that, that what happens is, after the after that first strike, the warning comes. R nine eleven. The the nation's given the span of time. But if but the thing is, 
America has been following the footsteps of ancient Israel in this mystery. We've been, you know, Israel after it was war didn't come back to God. It went away from God. So that's exactly what we're doing. So what happens is there are more now manifestations of this mystery. You know, when, when if you remember in the Harbinger, uh, Tom Daschle, the Senate Majority Leader, on the day after 9-11, he actually pronounces the ancient the ancient words that the leaders of ancient Israel pronounced in their last days of judgment, sealing America's judgment. And he, it's Isaiah 9:10, that, that vow of defiance. And he says at the end of his speech, he says, this is what we're gonna do. So in other words, it's prophetic. This is what America did. So the, the, the signs continue. I'll give, you, I'll give you some examples. This is in the middle section of the book, of the Harbinger 2. Um, one is, if you remember, there is a, a Harbinger called uh, about the tree. It says the, the sycamore has been struck down. That's what, that's what Isaiah 9:10 says. On the on the day of the of the attack, well, in New York, a sycamore was actually struck down, and then it says they will we will replace them with this other tree. In Hebrew, the word is seed uh, erez tree. So what happened is two years after 9/11, the New York the people of New York actually replaced the fallen sycamore with another tree, and they have a ceremony. And the tree is the erez tree of Isaiah, the same one. They don't know what they're doing. They call it the tree of hope. It's representing America. We're coming back stronger, stronger, stronger tree. Well, what happened? In the Bible, there's a sign of judgment of a nation, and it is the withering away of a tree. The tree of hope, what happened to it? It began to wither away, and no matter what they did, they couldn't stop it. It withered, sign of America, withering, spiritually, morally withering. And then another sign is that that that, that tree, the Erez tree, which is a strong tree, will fall. Whenever you read in the Bible about this great cedar shall be cut down, that's a sign of a great fall. Well, what happened to the tree of hope, the, 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 the harbinger? It fell, it was destroyed, and it was destroyed on a Hebrew holy day. And that night of its destruction, the moon was darkened and turned red, another, another image from the Bible of judgment. So if the sycamore, which is a wheat tree, that linked to 9-11 when it fell, what does the fall of an Eris tree? It speaks of a greater thing than 9-11 is coming for America, even the fall of a nation, if it doesn't turn back. And there are, there are other manifestations on top of that that have come. Now, that is all to set up this event that we just had. And, and we're airing this after the return was a national day of prayer and repentance on the mall in Washington, DC. We just had this, September 25 and 26, we prayed, we repented, and do you think God heard us? Will there be a hopeful ending to all this? Is it gonna get better? Is God gonna bless us for having repented? That's a great question. Um, well, first of all, at the end of the Harbinger 2, it goes into this hope part. And, and it's been more than once, it brings out at more than once how that scripture, 2 Chronicles 7.14, has actually changed the course of the nation. One was when Abraham Lincoln called for a national day of prayer and repentance. And literally in the Harbinger 2, it opens up that the very next day, it all began to turn to save America. Another time was 40 years ago where I was a new believer and I was there on the National Mall and we actually prayed 2 Chronicles 7.14 and, and literally we saw things turn around. Reagan became president when he was sworn in at that same place, his hand was on the Bible and on the Bible, his hand was on a scripture and the scripture was, if my people who are called by my name, and we saw everything turn around in many ways. Well, we're at a much more dangerous, critical point right now. Now, what, here's what I can say is this. You know, if the nation as a whole comes back to God, well, yes, absolutely. If a, What happens if it's just a segment of people? Well, listen, God can do it. Uh, but if it's a segment, I believe God, you know, when people ask what's coming, is it going to be judgment and calamity for America, or is it going to be revival? And I've often answered, it can be both. 
There can be shaking, calamity, and you know, and those judgments, but there can be revival in the midst of it for those who will come. And I believe often revival, we only come to the Lord often when they're shaking. So the answer is, I, you know, God will do as he will. Yes, he heard our prayers. Yes, he will answer our prayers. And yes, and I believe there will be revival. But the point is, does that mean there won't be shaking for this country? I can't say that, but I believe there can be both. Both, I believe there can be shakings and revival. Amen. And if it does get better in the short term, we also read in the book of Revelation, the Antichrist is coming in the long term. And then we read at the end of the book, Jesus returns to rescue his church. So there is a revival in the long run. We will be with the Lord in heaven. I'm encouraged by this. Our guest has been Jonathan Kahn. Uh, please visit thereturn.org or buy a copy of his book, The Harbinger Two, available everywhere books are sold. Uh, Rabbi, would you take us out with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's do it. Let's pray for America. Father, we just praise you. Thank you, Lord. I ask your blessing on everybody who's listening right now that each one of us will be living in return, in repentance and revival, Lord. Touch by your spirit, everyone, Father. And Lord, we pray for America. We pray for revival. We pray for repentance. We pray for return. Whatever it takes, let it come. And we pray for the election. We pray for the future, Lord. But let there, we let there be revival in this land once again, Father, and we pray for the end time world revival, Lord, until you're coming. And in the meantime, Lord, I ask you, bless my friend, Dr. Chaps, continue to bless, anoint, Father, protect and enlarge his tents in Yeshua, Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen and amen. Our guest has been Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Please donate when you visit, click on the recurring monthly pledge sponsor button when you visit PrayInJesusName.org. Or if you need prayer, call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. If you've watched our program, you know that we stand with Israel as God's chosen people. We need you to sign a petition today. Why? Because did you know that even as Iran is now developing 800 mile range cruise missiles, could be nuclear tip very soon, that our US Congress has now three brand new freshman congresswomen, we call them the three anti-Semitic musketeers, Ocasio-Cortez and two Muslims, Talib and Omar. And they are influencing Nancy Pelosi to have the most anti-Semitic Congress in years. We need to stand with our friends in Israel and that's why we're asking you to sign a petition. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Don't divide Jerusalem, stand with Israel and stand up to the United Nations. We will fax it to the Congress, but you need to sign today. Take a stand. Visit PrayInJesusName.org and sign our petition today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.